Hi, welcome to the This Mama Needs Grace podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Capel. This is a podcast about a lot of things. Motherhood, marriage, coffee, running, routines. But above all else, this is a podcast about love. It is about grace, and it ultimately is about Jesus. Join me here every week where I turn my neat, typed-up blog content into a raw and honest conversation with you, my friend. Hi guys, and happy Tuesday. Again, day late, but at least I am here. July is one of my very favorite months of the year, but it also always has a tendency to feel extra full and busy. Fourth of July, Lance's birthday, plus a handful of others, our anniversary, and all the other fun summer activities we are doing. Needless to say, it's been busy around here, but it's been filled with lots of good, and I feel just really thankful right now. Another reason July is extra full this year is because it is marathon month. We are now officially less than a week away from our first marathon. Next week when you listen to this podcast, we will hopefully, and God willingly, have our first marathon under our belts. But before we get ahead of ourselves, this week on the podcast, I have two short yet sweet stories. Last week, my time felt incredibly limited, so my posts naturally turned out shorter. But I really liked how they turned out. I have a tendency to write long and rambling posts, but this shorter style is much more digestible, so I'm going to work on keeping posts a bit shorter. First, I give you five very practical ways to get recovery in post-workout. This applies to you if you're training for really any type of physical endurance event. And honestly, this applies even if you're not training for some big event like a marathon or a triathlon, even if you're just like an everyday working out type of person, whether that's CrossFit, or you have a running routine, or even a walking routine, whatever it is that you do to keep active and fit, recovery should still be part of your routine. I know it's easy to say, oh, well, recovery is for those professional athletes, or those people that are doing really intense stuff. I don't really do intense stuff, but I believe recovery is for everyone who's being active. You can work your body as hard as you can, but if you don't allow for proper recovery, you simply are not going to perform as well. Recovery for the non-elite can be especially challenging because we do not have the same resources or schedules that pro athletes have. My five tips to squeeze in recovery are practical things that everyday athlete can do. My second story is all about kindness. I retell a story of an encounter I had with a lady on her bike as I was running last week. This encounter was actually incredibly motivating to me, and it reminded me of the great power in being kind. As a Christian, my kindness is not a just-because-that's-the-right-thing-to-do type of kindness. It is the kindness derived out of my love for God and ultimately His love for me. This is where my motivation to be kind comes from. It is also the source that allows me to be kind in difficult situations where my flesh desires nothing more than to serve up words that are just not so nice. I desire a lot of things in my life. Just putting this out there, even though it's crazy. I want to run an Olympic qualifying time. I want to write a book. I want lots and lots of babies. It is easy to get laser focused on these goals. 
those three goals may never even happen, and that is okay, but I promise you I will pursue it wholeheartedly, and no matter what happens, I will do it kindly. Especially with goals like getting to the Olympic trials, it's easy to just become super, super serious, and even to the point of, of mean, but um, whatever I do, I just I just want it to be done out of love and kindness, and I ultimately want it to be a reflection of Christ. Okay, again, enough rambling, Kelly. Let's get into it. Here are my posts from the week. Five ways to recover when you aren't a pro runner. One of the things I miss most about college running is having the access to the training room. I took it for granted back then. I could finish a hard workout and then just walk over to the training room and step into the ice bath. Not only was this facility easily accessible to me, it came with a whole team that was also going to the ice bath or rolling or stretching, which further motivated me to do the same. It is one thing when the ice bath is a social event with good friends and an entirely different thing when you have to buy the ice, fill up your own bathtub, and painfully enter the cold water all by yourself. I much prefer an ice bath that is already set up for me and comes with friends to chat with. Needless to say, I have done zero ice bathing in this training block. I have done a fair amount of ocean dips though. And sure, not the same benefits, but a dip in the relatively cold and salty ocean is better recovery for my legs than not. When you no longer are running in college and are not a professional runner, it can be logistically more challenging to get in proper recovery. Recovery is essential and it matters, but for the non-elite runner, it can feel like too much. For me personally, it feels like enough just to get my runs in. It can feel overwhelming to also figure out a way to spend time recovering post-run. Recovery for the non-elite will look different. It may even involve some ocean dips, but there are small and easy things you can do to help ensure you are still allowing for proper recovery. Number one, bring a bar. They say the ideal window for allowing your body to recover post-workout is within 30 minutes after completion. If I don't plan ahead, I will often miss the window and not even eat anything for an hour or so after. This is not good. Bringing a bar with you is really easy to allow for recovery. I try to always leave the house with the bar packed in my bag so I can have easy access to it. If I am home right after a workout, I will typically try to make a smoothie and blend in some protein powder. This is the ideal recovery drink, but a bar is definitely always the better option than an empty stomach. Number two was sleep and compression socks. When time is the limiting factor, this hack of sleeping in compression socks allows for increased blood flow to your tired muscles as you do what you need to do every night, sleep. If you're anything like me, even this act of putting the socks on before you go to bed can be difficult to remember. Set out your compression socks on your bed to help remind you. Number three, incorporate rolling into an evening routine. The hardest part of recovery is finding time for it. We find time to brush our teeth every night, so why can't we prioritize our muscles? Remember, routines do not need to take a large chunk of time. I know I easily have five minutes in the evening that I waste on social media that I could put to rolling out before I go to sleep. 
Make this a routine. Make it something as routine as brushing your teeth. Leave out your roller by your bedside to help make this actually happen. If you don't have a roller and are serious about recovery, I highly recommend that you get one. Here's the one we have and love. Number four, ask a friend or spouse. When you no longer have access to trainers to massage out your tired legs, you ask your husband. At least that's what I do. Most of us average everyday runners will not have access to trainers, nor do we want to spend the money on weekly massages or adjustments. The thing is, you don't need to be a professional trainer to help muscles recover. Use the people in your life to help you out. Number five, ocean dip. As I alluded to in my introduction, oceans can be your ice bath. I can sense the eye rolls, but in all seriousness, spending some time swimming around in the ocean post-workout, especially if it's in the winter and extra cold, is a perfect, easy, and fun way to allow for recovery. I live near the beach and I understand that this is not always possible for everyone, but if you don't want to go through the hassle of buying ice and making an ice bath, get creative. Take a really cold shower, put ice packs on your calves, freeze water bottles, and roll out those tired feet. Is this always going to be as effective as those ice baths and training facilities? No, but it is so much better than absolutely nothing. Recovery is just as important for the pro runner as it is for you. It is just going to look a little different. It might involve more trips to the ocean. Recovery does not need to be overwhelming or expensive. Make a few small choices that gives your body the recovery it deserves. On kindness, I can't believe you are running in the bike lane, she grumbled to me as I flew past her. I can't believe I'm faster than you on a bike, I wanted to say, along with a few other mean things that would have surely just caused more righteous anger on her part. I wanted to explain to her I was running a workout. I wanted to tell her I was currently struggling to keep up my pace and could really use some words of encouragement. I wanted to tell her that I did this all the time and I am always careful, cautious, and respectful. I wanted to question her and ask why I couldn't be on the bike path when I was clearly going at a faster pace than her on the bike. I mostly wanted to shake my head and say, why are you so angry? But instead of all this, I smiled, I waved, and I laughed. The thing with kindness is that it is not always the easier choice, but I have found it is always the right one. It is the one that actually holds the power to change, transform, and teach. It would have been so easy for me to yell back at this unreasonable lady that in many ways was out of line with making that type of comment. However, that would have done nothing. It would only justify in her mind that I deserved to be reprimanded. Kindness is untouchable. She was angry and rude, and I gave her back laughter. There is nothing she can do with that. It stops the situation and it shocks. The truth is, my tongue cannot always be trusted. It is enslaved to sin and pride. If I allowed myself to speak, it would have been mean and unkind, I guarantee it. So, I kept silent, and I laughed, and I smiled. I then proceeded to go down to the strand that is designated for bikes 
and runners. The funny thing is that she followed me and passed me as I recovered and got ready for my last set. Two minutes all out pace. As I began this final set, she was about 100 meters ahead of me. I was no longer racing the clock. I was chasing this lady down. Before this little encounter, I was dying, ready to be done with this painful workout. But thanks to this lady, I found a new gear. I sprinted. I flew. I felt unstoppable. And I passed her. I wanted to go again and say so many things, like... I can't believe you're riding so slow. But again, I looked at her and smiled. I then kept running. Kindness is always better. It is always the more powerful sword. The fact is, not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone likes a fast girl. Not everyone is going to understand you. Let's just be real honest. Would that lady have made the comment if I was running that fast but was a man? I'm not sure, but part of me wonders if she would have. I think maybe not. This makes me sad. I long to be the gal that doesn't shake her finger, but instead cheers, claps, encourages with loads and loads of kindness. As that lady looked at me and said, I can't believe, I truly thought she was going to say, I can't believe how fast you are going, way to go. Kindness is simply not always on the forefront of our lips. It does not always come naturally. It is far easier to critique, to question, to put down. Especially in those moments where we feel threatened. Kindness can be even more difficult in those moments where we feel wronged. I have recently been delving into the Enneagram, like non-stop listening and learning about all nine of the numbers. I go back and forth on which number I am, but I'm pretty sure I'm a two, the helper. A large part of me didn't want to be this number. I am just not that good. I am selfish, lazy, and not always willing to serve. However, twos are most often associated with people pleasing, and this rings so true to my heart. I am a people pleaser, and I often am enslaved to both the applause and criticism people serve me up. The weight I give people in my life is becoming incredibly problematic. The reason I bring this up is because I started this paragraph by saying kindness is especially hard to give when we feel wronged. I think this is true for most humans, but as a two, this feels especially challenging for me. I put such high expectations on people that when I feel failed by them, it is so easy for me to hold grudges and keep a score in my head. I am working on this. The Bible is super clear on how we are supposed to love regardless of how we are treated. Love your enemy. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Luke 6, 27-28 This is kindness. This is love. This does not come naturally to me. The thing with kindness is that I can't do it in my own strength. Even my attempts at kindness have underlying motives. To be perceived in a certain way. To be loved by others. The only thing I can even come close to living out those verses in Luke is if I ask for the Holy Spirit's help. It is beyond humbling to realize that even being truly nice to the people in my life is something I can't do on my own. Oh, how I need the Lord's help. Oh, how I need his grace. So back to the lady on the bike. 
thank you for reminding me the power in not saying anything. Thank you for reminding me that even my attempts at kindness are not pure. And ultimately, thank you for getting me to run harder than I thought I could. That wraps up our 12th episode on This Mama Needs Grace podcast. Thank you all again so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you are loving it, like I say every week, I would love for you to go onto iTunes and rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much to me. Again, we're still just the beginning stages. I think I get like seven listens a week and I'm happy with that but I do want this to grow and I do want more people to listen to it and it really is an easy way for you to um, hear what I'm writing about but do it in a more convenient easy way as you are driving doing the laundry dishes whatever it may be running so I hope you'll have a great great week I will see you back hopefully next Monday and give a little recap about how the marathon went. Have a great week.